Hello, family. Welcome to A Hope Kingdom Ministry, where we love to give you food for thought. Our intention is to give you something more to think about. How are you, my beloved family? It's been a little while, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Unfortunately, it was beyond my control. But I'm here now, and I intend to keep coming back every chance I get. I'm not giving up, okay? And today, it will be a little different. I uh, I want to give you some of my personal quotes and then discuss them with you. Something a little different. But first, let me pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity to be here with your beloved and my beloved chosen few. You know the struggles that I've been going through. And you've been here with me through it all, through it all. And Father, I just thank you for being able to do this because I don't, I know if you wait too long, it's hard to get back into doing things. And I really love speaking to the family. I really love giving your heart and trying my best to teach your word. I give you every person that's listening, Father, you know their needs. And this is trying times for all of us. You already know, we don't even have to tell you. But I pray that whatever their needs are, be it personal, financial, relationship-wise, career-wise, job-wise, spiritually, that their needs are met, Father. First of all, that they bring them to you and trust you. Not go to everyone else first and then, as a last resort, come to you. That they bring it to you. Because you're waiting. You're waiting on us to call on you. Thank you for being so real, so good. Thank you for never leaving us, never forsaking us. Thank you for being all-powerful, invincible, dependable, reliable, intentional. Hallelujah. Praise you, y'all. Praise you. It's good to be back in your presence with my family here, sitting at the altar here in my home. Thank you, Baba. Abba, y'all. Thank you so much. Shesheni Baba. Nagore. Esheo Baba. Thank you so much. In the name above all names, I believe. The name above all names is Yah. And salvation is Yahusha. The only begotten son of Yahuwah. Hallelujah. He who's known to most as Jesus. Who's called a Christ. But he is the Messiah. The Messiah. The anointed one. Hallelujah. All right. Let's start. Beloved. This is war. Do you know that? This is war. 
the devil will take every bit of ground that you or I don't keep him from taking. He will continue to take more and more and more. He must be stopped. The devil will take every bit of ground that you don't keep him from taking. He will continue to take more and more. He must be stopped. He's not going to quit. I found whatever we tolerate will not change. Whatever you tolerate, it's not going to change. Now I'm going to read a Bible verse to go with this. Ephesians 6:11. Put on the whole armor of Yah, Bible says God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Here's another one. Luke 10:19. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. You hear that? Nothing shall hurt you. This is war. We cannot continue to keep letting him do what he wants to do. We got to stop him. The power is in you. Remember, greater is he that's in you than he, than he that's in the world. What are you tolerating? What are you tolerating in a this relationship that you know you shouldn't be in? Whatever you tolerate. You tolerate him flirting with other women in front of you or dating other women or another you've tolerated another woman doing that? Your woman doing that to you? It's not gonna change. Whatever you tolerate is not going to change. Do you tolerate going to sleep without praying, waking up in the morning, going straight to work, enough time to shower, get your coffee or whatever and go, no time to pray? Are you tolerating that? It's not going to change. And the devil is counting on you to do that, doing that. Because you leave yourself open. You are a sitting duck. I'll say it again. This is war. The devil will take every bit of ground that you don't keep him from taking, that you don't cover. You don't pray. Bring it up in prayer. He will continue to take more and more. And he must be stopped. Remember, I just read this. We, we have what to do. You put on the full armor and you use, do like the Savior did. It is written. I have been given authority to tread on serpents and Scorpions and over all of your power, enemy, and you cannot hurt me. All right. Here's another one of my quotes. quotes. Your gratitude or lack of gratitude reveals your attitude. Your gratitude or lack of gratitude reveals your attitude. Peekaboo. Peekaboo, I see you. When someone isn't grateful, you can see their attitude. Or if they're grateful or lack of great 
<laughs> if they're grateful or they're not grateful, it shows their attitude. Let me just read this verse first. Exodus 16, 2 and 3. This was um, like what they call the so-called Israelites, really, the Yahudi in the desert. And the whole congregation of the people of Yasharal, written Israel, grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the people of Yasharal, written Israel, said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of Yahuwah, the Bible says, the Lord, in Egypt, in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the meat pots and ate bread to the full, for you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. No gratitude. They were being slaves, worked, being worked to death, no pay for all their work, and they're grumbling. I mean, no, no gratitude. Your gratitude or lack of gratitude reveals your attitude. These were ungrateful people. What about you? Are you grateful for what he's done for you? Or ungrateful? I mean, this is this is for you to you, you to think about. Ask yourself. Are you grateful that he got you out of that situation you were in last month? Or when you didn't know how you were gonna pay your car note and, and somehow it, and some money came through for you? Were you just grateful that day? And then you forget about it when something else comes up? I mean, when you forget something easily, that's a lack of gratitude. Are you grateful he got you out of that relationship? Or did you just go back into what he delivered you from? Showing gratitude to our Father is a must. And we need to show gratitude to each other. I know I do. And it amazes me how many people don't. Or they feel like they don't have to. And then when I mention it to them, it's like, you know, that's really quite rude. They're like, oh. I mean, I mean they just take things for granted. Like, were well, you supposed to do this for me? Now that shows arrogance, pride, disrespect for others' feelings. I mean, it reveals, it really does reveal your attitude. But I know we don't have anybody like that listening, do we? I'll say it one last time. Your gratitude or lack of gratitude reveals your attitude. peek a -boo. You know, they game peekaboo. I see you. All right. Moving right along. This is important. Listen to this. Don't quit. Don't give up. Yah, or you may say God, has a plan for your life. No one can stop you. Listen. No one can stop you but you. No one can stop you but you. Did you know that? The devil can't stop you. Your enemy can't stop you. Your in-law can't stop you. 
no one can stop you but you. When when you someone you feel like someone's prevented you from getting this promotion or this you allowed it. You allowed them. Now, you're in the office and somebody they, they, you're supposed to get a promotion, but then they give it to somebody else. Okay, you know, now you didn't allow that. Well, that just means it wasn't for you. You know, no one can take anything from you that, that y'all has for you. But you go out and, but they can, you lose your peace. You gave it to them. Nobody can take it. They ruined my life. No, nobody can ruin your life but you. It's not even the devil can win your life, not without your permission. You say, I'm not telling, don't tell the devil he can do it. But when you, when you don't pray, you don't pray against it, and you go right into it and grumble and complain, you are allowing him to. When you let someone get you, your mind, do something, when they hurt you, they do something, you just let it get you, where you that's all you think about, day and night, You can, and then you hate them, and you, you know, they just got you, so where you just got all this hate and resentment, you allow that, they, you know, they cannot do that without your, permit, you permitting them to do it. We've got to get where you say, you know what? You are not worth taking up space in my mind. It's reserved for somebody much greater and much higher than you. I've learned that when when we can let people really get to us, that means we care too much about what they think and what they say. They, We've given them too much power. Or if you're in a situation with prejudice people like I really hate that and when they I really hate that but I have to realize that you know you know when these ignorant racists say things you know they're not you know I look at them you're nothing I don't hate you I don't love you I'm nothing you you know uh we can't give them that power when you take that power away and they don't mean what they don't mean anything to you then you don't care what they say and that's what we have to that's what we have to do we should care what Yah says, what his word says. I know I'm going getting off here. But I have in my time let people and things have too take up too much space in my mind. You know, because it was it bothered you, you go to bed thinking about it. You wake up thinking about it. And you know, anything anything or anybody you go to bed with, you're gonna wake up with them. <laughs> you know, so we have to not do that. We've got the power to just say, you know what? No. I'm not allowing you in. You're, you're not going to keep me from going to paradise and you're not going to help me go get there. So, you know, I'm just, you're just out of the way. Put them out of the way. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting lost here. <laughs> All right. Um, And uh, here's a scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11. Well, I'll read it again. Don't quit. Don't give up. Yah has a plan for your life. No one can stop you but you. And Jeremiah 29, 11 says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares Yahuwah. The Bible says the Lord. Plans for welfare and 
not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Did you know your future is between you and him? Nobody else? Your future was locked in you when, at birth when you were in your mother's womb, before you were even in your mother's womb. Your future was already set. Complete, it's completed. I remind people, our Heavenly Father finishes things before he starts. He completes it before he starts it. He completes it in his thoughts because when he thinks it, it's done. And then he speaks it. There it is. So no one can ruin your future but you. And no one has access, that key inside, but the Father and you. Now, if someone, you can open up and let somebody else in and just say, just say they ruined my future. No. You allow them to ruin. So it was you that ruined your future by allowing them to get in that place, in that position. I mean, do you know, you know what I'm saying? We have the power. We got to take, we got to start taking, um, I can't even think of the word right now, <laughs> responsibility for ourselves and just not passing it off to someone else. They did this to me. They just know I allowed them to do this to me. So it comes back to I, I did it. If they did it, I allowed it. So who's responsible? Me. We can't change, stop what others do, but we can stop what, we can change ourselves and stop what we do. All right. Moving right along. Beloved, it's true that every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. Did you know that? Every saint has a past. I don't care what they say. The ones that, that, to, that want to come like they didn't do anything. Well, I, I, I'm, I didn't have that sin in my life. <laughs> Most of the time, those were the biggest whoremongers ever. Every saint has a past and every sinner has a future. You know, everybody's past is different. Maybe they weren't a drug addict. Maybe they, maybe they were a thief. Maybe they were a liar. Maybe they were a... Uh, uh, one that manipulates, you know. Everyone has a past. Nobody came here perfect and righteous, but one. And that's our Savior, Yahusha Hamashiach, the one you call Jesus the Messiah. That's the only one. Nobody else. Every saint has a past, and every sinner has a future. So judge not that ye be not judged. Don't judge somebody. Like, you know, I was, I would give my testimony, uh, tell my testimony a lot, you know, from being young, going through the drug thing and being, going through the abusive relationship. And this one pastor said, you know, you should stop tell, talking about you, giving your testimony because people, people look down on you. They, they judge you. I said, you know what? I said, well, then you know what? That's them. That's their fault. They have to take it up with my Heavenly Father because I'm going to say, how good he was, what he brought me through. And if somebody want to judge me, that's their sick business, you know? And every saint has a past. I know there's some people say, I can't even imagine you ever smoking a cigarette or especially doing drugs. They'll say, well, I did. No, and it's just to show people that you can come through. 
that, you can get you can get out of that abusive relationship and still prosper and still have a good life. It's not the end. You can stop quit smoking cigarettes. You can stop drinking. You can stop doing drugs. You can stop fornicating. You can. When you that's when you really want it. Anything, anything you tolerate will never change. Never forget that one. Anything you tolerate will never change. Let me read this scripture on Matthew 7, 1 and 3. Judge not that ye be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that's in your own eye? I got to read that one again. Judge not that you be not judged. For with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Hmm. When you want to talk about the, the speck in your brother's eye, move the log out of your own eye. Why do you see the speck that's in your brother's eye? But do not notice the log that's in your own eye. I had someone in, um, in the ministry too. Uh, we, 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 uh, we all went out. My brother came to visit me. We went to eat and um, we were sitting at the table and then they go, oh, this is so great. We have an ex-drug addict and an ex and an ex-con sitting at the table. Like, what? And I, <laughs> my brother tapped me on my shoulder because the young um, the man he had been out of prison. I don't know for years, you know, and that was years and years. And they didn't even know me when I used to do drugs. And I said, everybody is. This. I say everybody has a past. I say, ex liar, ex homosexual. <laughs> I lost it because they were the they were a liar, a still liar. A gossiper, a control, and have the nerve to say that, you know. But I wish I had, I don't have a testimony like that. I didn't do anything like that when I was younger. Can you believe that? Yeah, but you were lying. You were a liar then, and you're still a liar there. See, people think lying and gossiping, gossiping and manipulating and controlling, they think that that's okay. That's in the you, We know you're not supposed to use drugs. You don't see it written in the Bible. You know you're not supposed to go to the body. But it's sure in there about uh, control, lying, gossiping, manipulating. <laughs> oh. Get it together, Z. Come back. <laughs> Your sister been dealing with some stuff. <laughs> okay, last one, I believe. If Yah is really real to you, I may have said this before, he can be really real for you. When he is really real to you, he will be really real for you. He's real to me, and he's being and been real for me. I, I can't tell you all the things that he's done. Uh, you know... I guess I mentioned, I mean, I, I, I built a church in Gumby, 
Adumawa, Nigeria. From the ground. I mean, you couldn't even buy the bricks there. You had to make the bricks from the bricks being made. It's a beautiful, uh, I won't say a church, a temple. It's called a Hope Temple. And it's really, it's, it's really beautiful. And it's, it's um, doing beautiful things. There's healings, deliverance, and miracles going on there. And I was, I didn't wake up and someday I'm going to build a church. <laughs> it, it, he did it through me. Like he's really real to me, so he's been really real for me. I mean, like I say, the, the foundation that I have, legitimate foundation. That's, I mean, that's in Nigeria, an American living in Taiwan with a church and a, 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 a ministry and a foundation in Nigeria, feeding thousands of orphans and widows and poor families and helping poor students, paying intuition for some college students there that wouldn't be able to. Paying hospital bills. And do I have a lot of money? No. My savings, most of I've I've given it away. But you can't outgive him. I go to him. He's doing it through me. I am his hands and his feet and his mouthpiece here on earth. I'm available. Like Catherine Kuhlman said, he's not looking for golden vessels. He's not looking for silver vessels. He's looking for yielded vessels. Yielded, available, and willing vessels to use. Does that describe you? I hope so. This is the very last one. I... I, I left the the scripture. I left that scripture out. The one that, well, you know, it says he has to be real for you. You know, you must know, you have to believe that he exists. Let's see. Where, I thought, sure, I put that on there. And without, this is Hebrews 11, 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to Yah, written God, must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. He must be really real to you so that he can be really real for you. Yes. I don't know what's going on with my with my music <laughs> he's doing his own thing but I'm going to do my thing and ignore it <laughs> mm-hmm. alright and see the last one I want to make sure I put this verse here the last one is partial Obedience is disobedience. You can't half obey. 
you do some of what he told you to do and you don't do all of it. There must be no hesitation in obeying him. Partial obedience is full disobedience. Did you know that? You know, when he says, if he says jump, you say how high. <laughs> Partial obedience and delayed, that's what I wanted to say, delayed obedience. Not partial obedience. And you can be partial. You do part of it. Don't do it. Don't do all of it. Delayed obedience is disobedience. Say you, he told you to do something. You did it, but you were supposed to do it two months ago. And you finally did it. Well, I obey God. No, you disobeyed. You disobeyed. If you don't do it when he tells you to do it, you're in disobedience. There must be no hesitation in obeying him. I'll say it again. Of course, partial disobedience, partial obedience is disobedience. You can't halfway. You can't. If he gave you three things to do, Elijah did. Did you know Elijah? He gave him three things to do before he take him up in the chariot. But he only did one. He was supposed to... I can't think of their names right now. He was supposed to uh, uh, make uh, somebody a king, he, to, dealing with two kings, and then get Elisha. But he just skipped that and just got and went and got uh, Elisha. And by him skipping that, it caused a lot of other people to 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 die. And how do I know? Because Elisha had to go do what Elijah didn't do. It was partial obedience. He did one of the three things. So partial obedience is disobedience and delayed obedience is disobedience. Even if he told you to do it, he told you to do something that morning, but you didn't get around to doing it to the afternoon. You're, you're in disobedience. You can't obey when you want to obey. You obey when you're told. He's the only one. Like I tell people, they say, you're supposed to ensure you obey your pastor. I say, no, I will respect authority. And I can submit to authority, but I only obey the Father and the Savior. Nobody gets that because obey means you don't ask any questions, you just do. And no human being gets that. The Father gets that. I mean, he when I used to get in trouble as a kid, my mother would say, I was I don't know, you're the only one she asked me to do, do something. But mom, uh, can I ask you why why you want me to do that? Because cause, <laughs> well see that's wrong, or I say, Well mom, I know you I know you're an adult, but you know adults are wrong. They they can make mistakes too. And you made mistakes. I used to get in trouble, get spanked. She she said, Everybody else would just be okay. She said, Because I'm your mother. I'm always right. No, no, but mothers can be wrong too. <laughs> My sister said, she used to tell me, you see, you, 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 that's why you always get in trouble because you just can't shut up. It's like, but she can't just be right just because she. <laughs> I wasn't disrespectful, but I just, like, because she was wrong or some things. Now, see, like me, 
my son, that's one thing he said. One thing I can say about you, my son, you admit as a, even a kid when you were wrong, you would say uh, you were wrong and you would apologize to me. I would. You know, because sometimes adults, well, you know, I don't have to apologize. I'm an adult. I'm your mother. I'm your father. No. I would say, I'm wrong. I, I was wrong. I'm so sorry. Can you please forgive me? And, you know, and so, and let him know, you know, hey, adults can make mistakes too. And we adults need to let our children know that we, are, we can make mistakes too. And he loves me for that. That's one, yeah, that's one something he says. That's one thing I always admired about you. You didn't mind saying you made a mistake and you would apologize to me even when I was a little kid. With a child, that's right, kids are goats. <laughs> we, we were saying thought kids, but that's a goat child. Okay, beloved, I've been um, chattering on here. I hope I didn't waste too much of your time. I'm you know, getting back in the swing of it. I missed you. And, you know, I'm uh, going through some personal battles. But, you know, that's to be expected. And some um, family things. And, you know, and the little one who's about, I mean, he's about to make 17. He's really going through some things. And some, sometimes it hinders. But being here alone sometimes gets to me uh, in another country. You know, it, I, I'm glad it's rewarding, but sometimes it gets hard, you know. So I have to, and I go through my weird moments. <laughs> I have my, my, what I call strange time, well, strange place times. Uh, you know, I, I, different times in my, uh, throughout my walk, I go through that. But each time, when I come out of it, I'm better. It's like he elevates me, you know. You can be bitter or better. I choose to be better. Okay? So I'm going to try to keep it up. Be, stay in here. Don't don't leave me, okay? All right. I appreciate you. So I know this was different, but I hope it was still something that was food for thought. To give you something more to think about. Maybe something you won't hear in church. So until we meet again, beloved. I love you. Yah willing, of course, and I live to do so. Shalom. Peace be with you. See you next time, friends.